Welcome to Rose Yoga Tapping into Heart Courage, the most radical and innovative podcast to inspire self-love. Candid conversations to change our minds and our body, honor our feelings, lean into beauty, and anchor heaven on earth. I'm your host, Varushka Normando, Master Emotional Freedom Technique Practitioner, Healing Artist, and Mindset Management Coach. Aloha. Welcome to Rose Yoga, Tapping into Heart Courage. And today we are on page three with my kumu, Paul Nevis, on the Big Island of Hawaii. And he is sharing stories of love. Welcome, Paul. Welcome. Thank you. Mahalo. It's raining here in Hilo. It's raining there too, I hear. Very good. Well, we're all on the same page. And the topic I would like to talk about, it's ironic that it's raining in both places. And there's a beautiful picture behind you of Mauna Kea in its beauty when the snow is there. And we can see the goddess Poliahu from, um, from my porch, actually. And um, you said it got a little dusted in snow at uh, Shasta. So the rain's in California, in the Republic, and the rain is in the kingdom of Hawaii. So what a great time to talk about balance. And a great time to talk about a leveling up and bringing things into balance. I have been looking forward to this equinox, this polo heba, because um, the last solstice, it was a little tough. It was a little bit, bit tough, the last solstice uh, in December. Um, I kind of struggled at that time. I got uh, uh, severely ill and uh, was in the hospital for seven days with a leg infection. You know, I don't, I don't know if somebody was... Uh, because I had felt five times in 2021. It was a really bad year. And it was a bad year and it was a lot of bad vibe. I don't know if that is felt out there. But a lot of times bad vibe happens because lessons need to be learned. And sometimes for me, my lessons, uh, Akua, my great one, and my angels need to let me fall. Meet me, uh, kind of like earn your wings, you know, and it was on the same leg five times in 2021. And I kind of thought like, hmm, somebody's not wishing me well. Well, I can't really say that because sometimes the way I speak and how I speak and to whom I'm speaking could rattle some feathers, you know, uh, personally or in the cultural sphere, or in the political sphere. I cut the chase. I, I don't, I've always been that way. I tried to look at, um, at, at you, V, I'm looking at your heart and the eyes and all the beauty all surround that. But I look at your heart. Why are we here? What are we supposed to do today? 
And um, so it was a hard year. 2022, I have heard, is the year of, of creating relationships. And that might be creating relationships with another human being. It might just mean leveling up, finding that job, finding that home, finding that place where you go. All right. Just like those, the ocean that's behind you, V, if they get a shot of you, is Hilo Bay on one of those calm days when it's just, it's almost like glass, like you could walk across it. It's one of those things where the sky is clear, the bay is flat. Perhaps it's like that at Shasta, where the mountain is, is so clear, it's as if you could touch it. And yet, uh, there's no clouds to, to get in your way. 2022 is an interesting year. I've loved everything about it, everything. I have had to uh, separate myself in a certain way. And I think that's leveling up from a relationship. I've had to bring into balance another relationship, which came very quickly. Interesting, interesting, because you think nothing will come quickly, and it does. And, um, and that's okay too. But I really was, I think the 2022 is like, gee, I kind of like this being in solitude thing. I used to think, oh God, you're going to be this old grouchy, you know, hermit that's going to live in a cave. Um, you like living by yourself, cooking by yourself, eating by yourself. And then I thought, geez, I kind of live like that amongst people. And that's not such a scary thing. Matter of fact, I pray for unconditional love of myself. I love it. I love myself. However, I don't want that to be a false boundary that keeps other people away from my heart. And so that's my challenge now in this year that I don't, I know my boundary. I know where I balanced out. I know what relationships were not, were not good, although I clang, you know, I clung to them. And I know other ones that I did it because I promised a long time ago I would do it. You know, you know how that one goes, huh, V? You promised, so I'm going to stay in the game. No, <laughs> that one wasn't working right either. But now I would like to talk about hula, my hula philosophy, and that might differ from other kumuhula. That's why all hula is not taught from one house. We know the saying. We know the saying. Halauho um, kahi. No one has the truth, but we have many truths from different perspectives. It's the same truth from a different perspective. Right? So, being a storyteller, I've had to look at, you know, I wasn't a hula dancer. My first wife got me into the actual hula dancing in a halal, in a formal setting. Prior to that, I loved the pageantry and I loved to do things when I was a little kid. Things around hula, 
But I never knew about formal learning. And I learned from a wonderful gay man named Wayne Kaone Panuke, my kumu, that I love very much and to this day still love him very much for what he gave me was everything he could give me, everything. Um, and some, some pages were not complete. Some, some stories, I, I just now I go, oh my God, he told me about this. He, he told me to beware of this. He told me when you see this, when you, when you see Mauna Kea for the first time, when you hear the crunch of the snow, on your feet and it's so quiet. It's almost as if there's an echo when you when you touch that. And when you touch people's hearts and and and, and when there comes a time and, and it's happening a lot, V, uh, and listeners, it's happening a lot when I need uh, to be present at the passing of my Hamana, ones that I taught for many years. Uh, just last week, Juanita um, Keukai Kagili Hiva Konanui. She was my first Alakai, a Kalapana woman, lived next door to start this church back in the day, back in the old Kalapana days. And my drum that I have here, I have I named Keukai for her. her. Her husband, her late husband, uh, made the drum from a big tree. From a big tree. This is my grandson saying hello. Say hello. Uh, Say hello. Aloha. Aloha. Go, go, go. Daddy's calling. <laughs> That's Kahakulai. But um, he's five. He just five. September 14th. Uh. But anyway, she gave me that drum as a gift about 10 years ago. And it was a coconut tree from the coconut tree of her yard at Old Kalapana. So it'll be cherished and I teach from it for many years in my halau and I will pass it on to the kumus after I'm finished and they will play it on and on. So she'll never leave. But let's let's get back to the surgery. Sorry, I got off that a little bit. But leveling up. I was taught, um, and this is how I love to teach you, that makahiki, we are in the eight, at the time of ku, which some people say is the time of war. No, it, it, that's one aspect. Google it. You want to know the other aspects? It's very clear. It's also the time of gathering. But it's the time of coming to consensus. It's the time of, you know, it's actually the time of leveling up, making things even. You got more than me, I'm gonna take you out back. We're gonna come back in even, right? So struggle, but direct speaking, no clouds, no, no, what do they call that? Ghosting, not allowed. If you wanna fight, you wanna put up your dukes, then let's have it out. Say what you mean and mean what you say, right? That's this season. Shortly, it will begin the season of Makahiki, late October, early November. 
for the next five months or so. We are warlike. We had a war background. We have a war history. A war, wars that were terrible wars that caused great havoc amongst us. I learned, I, I was told by a kupuna that the downfall of the Hawaiian people when we are at our worst is jealousy and envy. I mean, maybe other parts of the world can connect to that. Jealousy and envy. Wow. Why do you get to live in such a pretty place? You know? Uh, how come your car is so nice? Oh, I like that car. How come your jewelry is so nice? How come, how, how come people like you more than they like me? Jealousy, envy. This caused great wars, you know, and it was our downfall. The wars were vicious. And we had to figure a way out. And I'm very proud of my people that we created a season called Makahiki. Now, hui hui a makali'i. The, the, uh, the little eyes, the little eyes, the cluster of the little eyes is the Pleiades. The Pleiades, what they, some people call the seven sisters. And it comes across the eye and it looks like a little jewel. And when that jewel turns over, here comes the roaring, roaring thunder, the roaring sea, and the great rains. And it's the time to huli, to put the new tarot in. It's the time to celebrate. It's the time to love. It's the time to bring peace on the land. It's the time to welcome Lono, the God of peace, fertility, the God of uh, just yay. This is the yay God. Here he comes. And what does Huli mean? Huli means is to turn. Oh, to turn. Okay. To turn around. Huli. Turn around. Huli. You know? And we take the, the tarot and we huli. We take it out and we replant it. Same guy. Another way. Another year. So we don't kill the person. We recycle the person. Hawaiians are built on recycling. We should never have a problem with recycling. Our whole culture believes in recycling. Poi and taro are the derivatives of a direct recycling of that plant and the nurturing of it to harvest it again, to plant it again, much like rice, much like rice, but even more ono. We could use it for salad and all kinds of stuff. Anyway, what I heard and what I've been told, and we're storytellers, so we hear stories in what I teach. There are different motions that we use and feet motions that we use in Kula that are war steps. But now at Makahiki become the 
peace steps or the balance steps. Let me explain. War was basically fought by men. No change in that. Basically ordered by men. No change to that. It was men to men. It was vicious. Chief to chief, father to son, unfortunately. Cousin, brother, like an American Civil War, right? We had to do something about it. So motions, uh, and if, 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 if Kumos are out there, just just for thought you don't have to you don't have to follow me we're from different hula houses but what we call hella or the shifting of the waist and the extension of the leg was the thrusting of the spear thrusting the spear retracting the leg shift the weight shift the weight just for sake there's a step where we do this funny step where we 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 step down and we we burst our legs apart and it's called an uwehe or to open to open i would suggest we in war we would strike my opponent he would fall to the ground and then I would step over him with my knees apart and crush his skull. This is done by muscular, no fat, totally healthy, very big people that are my ancestors. It would be interesting, and I'm not suggesting it, that if there was a fight or a U, those UFC fights, they're horrible, totally. But they only used hula steps. Maybe people should see it. Maybe we should do it. Because at Makahiki, it turned to wrestling. Okay, stop killing people. We would throw the seat, the spear at Makahiki. But in the spear in the time of Ku was to hurt somebody. Okay. So if you look at the Olympics, the modern day from Greek Olympics, the Makahiki and Hula is just like that. But we extended it for a five month time or almost six months. So we took the the Catherine and said, let's let's try to extend this the longest we the long as long as we can and not kill people. But just we actually practiced for war, but we did it in peace. Interesting. To to get true peace, you must practice peace. You must. Anyway, when the hands are saved here. I'll just, my explanation. When a hula dancer stands with their hands, you can see my hands, huh? Mm -hmm. Like that, exactly, thank you. Like that, right? When the hand is extended to the right, and the left stays in, 
that's your right side. That's your masculine. To the left, that's your feminine. Every woman has a masculine. Every man has a masculine. Every woman has a feminine. Every man has a feminine. In war, it's all masculine. If we're going to level up, it's makahiki, where the feminine and the masculine meet. This is essential for the concepts that I teach. And one of the concepts I teach is lokahi, balance. Not just because I'm a Libra. Yeah, my birthday is the 27th. So your listeners, think of me on the 27th. It's my 69th birthday. But this is balance between the masculine and the feminine. We are in balance and the power and skill comes through the fontanel of the top of the head through the body. So we sit in a straight thing so that this is in balance with this. This is not this is the same tradition as many, many people from the Middle East, from Asia, from, uh, from America, the native people, from, from around the world. We all have this. But in Hula, we have taken the masculine or the war step and brought it into balance. This is my philosophy that I teach, is to make male dancing and female dancing. My kumu was gay, but he did not want us, when we were dancing in masculine hula, you will learn this in masculine way. And when we were learning a feminine hula, you will learn this a feminine and you will find in between the both, you will find your center. Now, I believe that, I don't know if I should say this, but I should, I believe women are treated like a foreign race. I believe humanity is out of balance because women have not been given their balanced place where everything and i i don't want to get into the masculine feminine argument i'm i'm seeing it from our experience to stop war we needed to raise our feminine side and subdue our masculine side so that we might be level. We were 90% of us were tarot farmers. Wars were devastating. Who's gonna take care of the tarot patch? How much of that food is gonna be wasted or those, those, those tarot patches drying up because we're out playing sticks and stone wars with each other? You know, this is not a good thing. So I think, you know, uh, scripturally, I know you Christians out there are saying there will come a time when there will be a thousand years of peace. Well, I believe that thousand years of peace needs to be led by women because men are going to have to learn 
that they need to level up to the standard of women, to the standard of their feminine side. They have the capacity to do it. But we have so created this, this man cave garbage that we have excluded the women cave, which is the kitchen. We have created places for them to be. How dare we? My wife does not cook for me. She doesn't, I cook. In Hawaiian culture, most men do the cooking. Does that make us feminine? No, that makes us cook. <laughs> you know, but we put such labels on things and it's almost like they can only be that. They can only be this. And this is your role. Right down to your, your, your lovemaking, to your balancing out as partners, your raising of children together, your view on peace, your view on love. That, you know, here we go again, another war. Who's, who's, who are we talking to, men? Who did it, men? Who suffers it, women? So, I, 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 I don't. Again, I want to make. I want to be real clear. We have found, right? We have found that gift because we got sick and tired of putting bandages on wounds. You know, and whenever we men finally start getting sick and tired of historical wars and try to look at maybe we might be able to do something that we've way overdue is igniting our feminine side. You're so ashamed when you say we have a feminine side. Why? Because we've lived with the domination of our masculine side in ourselves. And women, women feel it. And then we go, we can't stand this. So we exclude that, that oppression. We're oppressing them. We're not allowing them to help heal us. And the women are having to survive by being in their masculine to protect yes. themselves. So they're, they're burning themselves out because they don't even have the energy left <laughs> to be in their feminine. You're absolutely correct. And you know, sometimes, V, you know, we say, well, we want another woman congressman. I want another woman God. Congressman. That's a male structure. So women, if you're going to be a congressman, you'll show me how you're leveling up. Because if you're going to be a congressman and still exude that still male dominance, What's the difference? That's again from a from a female side, perhaps I'm suggesting I'm not a female. I would really like to hear more from females who feel out of balance with their masculinity or their femininity. And it's not your fault. We did that. You know, when you play a seesaw and you get on a seesaw, who 
made that guy go higher? The one who's heavier on this end. Who made this one go end up there? The one that was heavier on that end. We need to really take a good look at loving and unconditionally loving ourselves to find that root seed that the creator has planted and to look at that seed and where does it flower? Not where does somebody want it to flower, where they want to plant it, no. Where do you want to take the fragrance of your seed? Where do you want to do it? And boy, I tell you, that's why I say a thousand years, it might take that long. Because it's been too long of male domination. And and guys, I'm not talking about uh, 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 lording it over somebody. I mean, continuing a sickness that you think you do. For years, my father thought he ran our family. It was always mom. Why are we you so foolish to think it was you? Because your father and his father and their father all said, it's us, it's us. We got swords, we got guns, we're in charge. You have brought us to the brink of nuclear annihilation, gentlemen. And the only way, ladies, to stop the insanity is for you to create sanity for us. I do it from Kula. I invite you to come help me stay leveled up and come into balance. That's what I think Kula is supposed to be doing. That's what I do with it. And doesn't hula also mean the language of love? It means the language. It's the language of the heart. It's the heartbeat of the Hawaiian people. Our king once mentioned Kalakaua. Hula is the heartbeat of the people. Okay. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for that sharing. I, I can't wait to um, continue this conversation on the masculine and feminine. Next time you see a hula dancer, look for the balance, male or female. Thank you. Aloha, mahalo, kumu. Aloha. <laughs>